Sit down, strap in, and granny put your teeth in your pocket. Lead Lap Radio powered by HMS Motorsport. The leader in motorsport safety starts now. Howdy. Welcome to another week of motorsports conversation, fun and frivolity here on Race Chaser Radio as we kick it off with Lead Lap presented by Victory Custom Trailers. We'll tell you more about the folks at Victory Custom Trailers a little later on, but suffice to say for now that um, if you are ready to invest in a new trailer or out, or an RV, it doesn't matter which, uh, Victory Custom Trailers is the place to do it and they can ship it to you anywhere in the continental United States of America. They're based out of the great state of Michigan, but uh, they will get it to you no matter where you are. And we are excited to have Chris Hattinger and his staff aboard. Uh, we welcome them to our Race Chaser radio family, and um, we're looking forward to what this year can bring with Victory Custom Trailers and uh, glad to have them with us. VictoryCustomTrailers.com is their website. With that, uh, we start Lead Lap Radio. My name is Tom Baker. And if uh, you have not been awake for the last few days, well, you missed a big weekend at Daytona and a whole lot of bench sheet metal. We're going to uh, get to that in a moment. We've got speed sport journalist Jacob Seelman going to join us via the strutmasters.com hotline to talk about that. And then coming up a little later in the program, we will further our Daytona coverage with uh, the winner of the Lucas Oil 200 presented by General Tire, uh, the ARCA race that uh, took place at Daytona. It was a selfie Saturday again, and Michael Self is going to be joining us That's again. number two for him. That is two in a row for him, I believe, isn't it? Yeah, I believe that's two yeah, in a row. Two him in a row. And, who man, crew chief Kevin Ray. Uh, so uh, at any rate, we're going to go to our first uh, first phone caller. Jacob Seelman is going to join us here. I think we got Jacob. Yeah, there we go. Hello, Jacob. What's going on? Well, I was, I was juggling between. Trying to get the call online, trying to listen to you on the open, so I knew what the heck, where we were going to start, and what we were going to talk about, and I, trying to do about four things at once doesn't usually. It's not very conducive to great things. Anybody that knows me knows that I can't multitask quite that well. So, but we're good. Life is good. Okay, well, well good. Good job. We got you down to one task here for a little while. That's a good thing. Uh, and for all of you listening to us live on PMN Radio, thank you, Jacob. Um, and, uh, of course, we're also live on WSIC-TV in the greater Charlotte area, 25.2 over the air. We're happy to have the TV audience with us as well. We just, uh, we're excited. This is, um, Speed Weeks, obviously, is, it's almost like, springtime for motorsports fans i mean if you're down there it's a giant buffet of various types of racing and i wish we had time tonight to cover it all we're going to do our best to touch on a lot of it but uh, obviously the biggest uh, story is the fact that we've got cars back on track at daytona we had an arca race we had cup qualifying for the daytona 500 and then 
we had the Bush crash. And we have cars on track. And don't we have the ARCA race tonight? No, the ARCA East series is racing at New Smyrna tonight. The ARCA yeah, race got, was Saturday. They got the ARCA the East yeah. race in ARCA New Smyrna East tonight. New Smyrna, yeah. That's going on. The Modified's going I mean, there's a whole bunch of stuff going on. But yeah, ARCA East, for some reason, racing on a Monday night. I'm not really sure why. Um, I find that kind of weird. Well, but, but hey, that, that, race, that race used to be on a Tuesday. Yeah. So at least I, we've got closer to a weekend yeah it's kind of like i would have thought maybe sunday night might have been a nice time for that but um nobody asked me so anyway here we are let's talk about the uh let's talk about the crash fest first (laughs) the bush crash uh that took place yesterday after qualifying um i was happy to see eric jones win i was a little bemused to see a car that badly bent up win I uh, haven't seen that, I think, since David Pearson crossed the line to win the 76-500 after tangling with Richard Petty coming to the checkered. But, um, you know, I, I I mean, that was that was the, 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 the nuttiest, most insane, craziest race I think I've ever seen at Daytona in my entire life. Um, and I hope we don't ever repeat it again. <laughs> All right. So let me break this down for you. This went beyond dumb on the dumbometer. This went beyond <laughs> stupid. This went beyond crazy. This went beyond inherently crazy. This race, this clash, this crash, whatever you want to call it, was an absolute embarrassment to the National well, Cup Series. I can't argue with that, honestly. Um, you know, look, I, I mean, and, and I've, once you have time to step back and look at it, um, you know, I think that we, <laughs> I think you, I mean, I, I said last night, I'm very worried about Thursday and Sunday after kind of having a chance to think about it later. I'm not as worried about Thursday and Sunday as I was, because I feel like what happened yesterday is the drivers went, Oh, no points. Hey, let's just all drive like idiots. And that's what they did. Um, I don't think you're going to see that on Thursday and Sunday. I think they'll put their brains back in their heads before they go out on the racetrack and um, realize that there are points on the line and you can't, you can't do the kind of things they were doing the other day. But what bothers me more than anything is this was, this is supposed to be a cool entertaining event for the fans. And I'm sure some of them were entertained by the fact that we crashed every lap and a half and, some people crash two or three times because there are still some what I call sicko race fans that tune in just for the crashes. Um, and so I'm sure they were quite entertained. But if you were looking for a great race, you didn't get it because in between all the crashing was about, I don't know how many laps of single file. And I think that's what we're going to see more of on Thursday. I think the duels are going to be for those who are already in the 500, the duels are going to be a very conservative race. I think you're going to see a lot of that single file kind of stuff. Um, so I just, you know, the guys that will be taking the risks are obviously the guys who didn't make it, but this, you know, and have to race their way in, but this, this Bush clash was just awful. Um, how do we, how do you think we fix it, Jacob? What do we do here so we don't repeat that again next year? <laughs> well, short of erasing it from the schedule completely, uh, I don't which really I don't do want that. to do. And I don't no. Think, and I don't think the fans want to do that either. I have my ideas. Uh, I just want to hear what yours are. Then we'll get James Mellick's too. Well, 
Number one, number one. It, it, the short version is we need to go back to the original format. Twenty laps, ten and ten, with Amen. a halfway break in the middle. Uh, you know, Mark, Mark Martin hit the nail on the head. Twenty laps, have, stick a break in the middle. Do ten and ten if you have to. Put up, you know, ten grand or fifty grand at the halfway break for whoever leads that. And at least we erase the fifty or fifty-five laps of riding around single file. And God forbid that race had actually gone green and not had a big wreck, and we ended up with a fuel mileage race, because I don't want to see an exhibition race end on fuel mileage. I want to see these people actually race for something. I, um, I agree. But aside, aside from that, until we change the package, and here's hoping the Gen 7 car actually does something to alleviate the whole you know, stupid, fast, 10-mile-an-hour closing rate bit, uh, until we fix the draft to where you can actually run up and pass people without having to have somebody in your trunk for half a lap, we're not going to solve the problem because you're always going to have 20 laps of wrecking at the end of a race, no matter what you do, because that's just how it is on super speedways right now. So the best I can do for you, at least at this moment, is to alleviate the 55 laps of train racing on the top and just cut it back to a 20-lap breakfast. <laughs> I liked how he said, ended it with, he, he's suggesting a change to make it better and then ends it with the word wreckfest. Wreckfest right at the um, end, yeah. James Mellick, of course, the teardown <laughs> specialist for Levine Family Racing and new driver Christopher Bell, yep. who ran very well in qualifying yesterday, yeah, I'm, I might add. I'm Good really job excited. to Christopher. Um You've been around this a while. Yep. So, I mean, what do you think? I mean, what, uh, what do you think of Jacob's ideas? Um, you know, I think he's got a valid point. They used to do it back in the past, and it brought a lot of people in, and they enjoyed watching it back then. Um, but something that I think is going to happen is these guys this year, something a lot of people don't know, are um, they're limited to 12 chassis this year. That's what you're limited to to race with in these Cup Series, 12 chassis. And this race here, you didn't have to use one of those chassis. So these right. drivers knew this was a 2019 chassis that was getting thrown away. I think when you get to the 500 and the duels, everybody's going to be so much more conservative because they know they have to run these chassis so many more times. You can't just run it one time, throw it away. You have to run them. So the 500 is going to look way different. These guys know it's just for bragging rights, and they just went out there to race and win. And, you know, they made some moves that you probably shouldn't have made, uh, blocking more times than they should have. But um, I think that if you went back to the old format, it'd be fine. And, you know, even if you maybe possibly made a change to a different track and went to maybe New Smyrna or something like that, too, to try a short track challenge, oh! um, that would work. I'm not saying go there, but I think I Daytona. I can't believe you said that. I think Daytona is actually where it should stay, personally, because that's where it was created with the Bush class. Um, I just saw somebody post the New Smyrna thing on Facebook earlier yesterday talking about it. So. Um, there are fans who think they should. I think it should stay at Daytona, though. I might add that the pro late model guys at New Smyrna have crashed way more cars this week, I think, than we did even in the clash yeah. yesterday. Um, those agree. guys have just lost their minds over there, too, and are just running over each other just to say they did it. Um, you know, I, but back to the... to I, See, I agree with almost everything you guys have said, I would love to see it at New Smyrna. I just know it's never going to happen. Yeah, that's what some but, of the fans are saying. But uh, but if we're here's the deal. I think what you got to do is go back, like Jacob said, and I've been saying it for years. Go back to the twenty lap format, ten and ten, 
And what you got to do is you got to make these cuts. You've got, I hope the Gen 7 fixes the arrow. We shouldn't be pushing. We shouldn't be having to throw blocks like that. You've, you've got to have some element of driver skill again. And it takes no skill to push somebody halfway around the track and even less skill to throw a block that crashes half the field. Um, so we'll, uh, we'll talk more about this, I'm sure, on Thursday. But uh, we're going to move on to uh, qualifying when we come back because we had what a lot of people are considering a huge surprise at the top of the board. And um, I don't know if we're going to agree with them or not. So we'll find out when Lead Lap Radio continues, powered by Victory Custom Trailers, right after this. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text. Stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Hi, this is Ross Chastain. You're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now, back to the show. 
Charles Chastain bringing us back. Welcome back to Lead Lab Radio presented by Victory Custom Trailers. Go to the web, check out victorycustomtrailers.com. They will deliver you an absolutely drop-dead gorgeous and functional trailer or RV anywhere in the U.S. It doesn't matter where you are. Uh, Chris Hedinger and his staff will take care of you right, and we're happy to have them. Uh, as part of the Race Chaser family of supporters, as we welcome Jacob Seelman back onto the strutmasters.com hotline. Jacob from Speed Sport, and we're talking Daytona. Um, and I want to talk qualifying because, honestly, uh, I think a lot of people were totally shocked that Ricky Stenhouse ended up on the pole. Now, here's the deal. I'm not going to say that I would have mentioned Ricky as a potential pole sitter because, I mean, I just don't think anyone would have thought that he would end up outpacing all of the Hendrick cars. But, Jacob, he was running Hendrick power, so it isn't like this is a complete and total uh, miracle that he ended up on the pole, is it? No, no, it's not. And to be quite frank, it's one of those moments where I, I, I looked at it and I looked at it again and I'm like, oh, of course this makes sense. Because about the only way a Hendrick car was going to beat, the, or was going to be beat, let me try that again, in Daytona 500 qualifying was by another Hendrick engine. Yeah. And that, that's exactly what happened. Now, if you'd have told me two weeks ago Ricky Stenhouse was going to sit on the pole, I probably would have laughed at you before I thought about the fact, oh, wait, he's got Hendrick power. But, you know... Ricky has proven himself to be quite the little super speedway racer over the last couple of years, and he's been equally proficient in qualifying for those super speedway races over the last couple of years. I mean, heck, he put a Roush Fenway car on the pole at Talladega, yeah. and if we're being honest, the Roush Fenway bullets at super speedway tracks the last couple of years ain't been anything to uh, write home about for the most part. What that comes back to is uh, a couple of things. Several of, the, several of the people that were with Ricky working with him at Roush Fenway when he left to go to JTG actually went with him. This comes to two of those, in my yeah. opinion. One of them is crew chief Brian Patty, who had a relationship, knows what Stenhouse needs in one of those cars, because at the end of the day, super speedway qualifying is all about the car. The driver just holds the wheel and mashes his foot through the floorboard, basically. Yeah, um, pretty much. Other guy, the other guy who's pretty much an aerodynamic wizard when it comes to this stuff is a guy that I don't think has gotten any fanfare for being over at JTG now, but it's Mike Kelly, uh, who yes. was a crew chief at one time at Roush Fenway, but now has gone. Yeah, now has gone back more on the uh, the aerodynamic side, a little bit more behind the scenes in the shop. And Mike Kelly was always an absolute wizard when it came to getting a super speedway car to go fast. So at the end of the day. When you look at those pieces and realize that the Chevys have done a lot of work during the offseason with the new nose to make their Speedway cars better as well, am I surprised? Uh, yeah, in a way, but in the same token, no, I'm not, because all the pieces were there for, for success, and they just kind of made the key, unlocked the gate, and there you go. Now Ricky Stenhouse is on the pole for the Great American Race, and I'll be honest, if they can get that car as good for race day... As it was in qualifying, I wouldn't be shocked to see a repeat of that Talad of that spring Talladega race a couple years ago where he just absolutely wiped the floor with them. 
Well, I don't think that you're going to see that on Sunday exactly the way you said it. Do I think he's a legitimate favorite to win? Of course he is. You have to consider him a favorite. He sat on the pole. He's got Edric power. Um, you know, I mean, I think that Ricky certainly is a favorite to win the race. When you look at the top four, they're all Hendrick cars or Hendrick powered cars. Um, Stenhouse, Bowman, Elliott, and Johnson. So Hendrick swept the top four. You got a couple of the Toyotas in Hamlin and Kyle Busch. Then you've got Almirola in a Ford, Byron in a Chevy, Christopher Bell in a Toyota, and Eric Jones in a Toyota. Um, you know, it's a pretty evenly matched top 10 overall if you look at it. Now, you could argue that the Fords out of the top 10 are kind of the least, but I mean, you got Harvick, Boyer, and Harvick, Boyer, Custer, and Newman and DiBenedetto, 12 through 16. So it really isn't that big of a... Everybody was kind of evenly matched, and the speeds were pretty close. Um, you know, I don't think that uh, you can make a whole lot of what's going to happen in the race out of qualifying, but I do believe that you look at Ricky Stenhouse up there, it wouldn't surprise me at all to see him win the race. And my gosh, what an amazing thing that would be for JTG Doherty you know, we don't want to leap to too much of a conclusion about how this would carry them into the rest of the season, because obviously we only do this super speedway stuff four times, but certainly from a confidence standpoint, I would have to say, James Mellick, that already JTG Doherty is way beyond where they've ever been before going into a Daytona 500. Yeah, I agree with you on that one for sure. You know, there are They've never started on the front row at the Daytona 500. It doesn't matter um, what company you are. If you're Joe Gibbs Racing, if you're Hendrick Motorsports, JTG, LFR, you sit on the front row, let alone the pole at Daytona, you've done something, and that just propels your year for the rest of the way. So, you know, um, I'd love to have a Toyota on the pole there. It would have been nice. But, you know, uh, it's the sixth year in a row that there's been a Chevrolet on the pole. Yeah, well— and Ryan Priest, Jacob, qualifying 17th, which is way better than he qualified last year, and only 7 tenths. I mean, it wasn't like he was tons slower than Stenhouse. Um, you know, he still is in the hunt and still will be plenty capable of coming to the front in the race itself. I mean, that's, I think this is a cool thing to see a different car. I saw Ricky on the Fox and Friends show this morning as I was getting up and, uh, it's it's just great to see him getting some some good attention. It's something different. I love how we're all acting like JTG Doherty having a, a, a solid super speedway car is something we've never seen before. Maybe in qualifying, yes. Well, but can I remind you? Can I remind you which rookie ran in the top five on the final restart of the Daytona Five Hundred last year? Well, no, hint, I, hint. I well, no, I understand that. I'm just again when you. I think what I'm saying is I think this is. No doubt, a much more solid, much more veteran, much more confident team going into the 500 than last year's would have been. I would agree. And, you know, I'm a little – that part I'm slightly surprised at because I really thought they had all the pieces last year with Chris Busher at the wheel to do some damage like what it seems like they're about to do too. And, and maybe it's just that all the pieces didn't quite click in their proper places with Busher. But I'm, you know, I, yes, I know it's one qualifying session and it's a, 
yeah, I keep saying restrictor plate race, no restrictor plates anymore. It's a, <laughs> it's a super, super speedway, speedway race. race. Yeah. Yeah. That's a dollar. That's a dollar in the jar. Um, it's a super, yeah, and, and it's a super speedway race. So I know there's only so much you can draw from that, but there is a lot to be said. And I'm sure James will speak to this too. There's a lot to be said for team morale, a lot to be said for motivation, a lot to be said for coming out of the gate strong. And the fact that this version, this iteration of JTG Doherty racing can do that makes me believe that they really can go for some of the goals that Stenhouse noted when he signed with the team a couple of months ago. It makes me believe this team can contend for the playoffs in a way that perhaps several of the iterations of JTG before weren't able to do. Yeah, I can agree with you, what you just said right there, that it helps the morale of the team. I mean, I was on the 95 car also last year when we led the most laps during the Daytona 500, and... Um, the morale around the shop to start the year off after that was incredible. Um, and it just boosted you through the entire year. And then you get to Bristol, and it happens again when you almost get that first win for the yeah. company. And for you to go out there and set on the pole or to win a race first time uh, for the team, or rather it's you know, just the Daytona 500, it's all it takes right. uh, to win, it just means so much and just boosts you all the way through the year. I agree. Well, I agree, and I think when I say it's a more veteran team, the, it, you got Ricky, who's a proven winner on super speedways. You've got he, the, the people he brought from Roush. I think the two teams, I last year I thought that the 37 team, by and large, was a little bit better than the 47. Um, and part of that was Ryan being a rookie, but I think some of it was I thought the personnel on the 37 were better. Um, now I think we've got two really solid teams over there. And I'm not saying they're going to, to leap to the forefront and start winning, you know, on speedways or whatever, but I definitely think that they're they're both going to be playoff contending teams. And certainly I think either or both are capable of a win. Um, you know, so again, great job. Um, great to see the Hendrick cars still up there. I mean, overall, I didn't think there were a ton of surprises in qualifying Jacob, uh, you know, but but I was happy for you know, some of the guys toward the back of the field, Chastain obviously is in, Justin Haley uh, locking in was not a surprise for me. Apparently it was for a lot of other people, according to what I was seeing on social media. I guess they're not just not familiar enough with Justin. Um, you know, I think he's actually going to have a nice race on Sunday. If he can stay out of trouble, he'll do just fine. Um, great to see Brendan gone. Uh, I think still one of the best interviews in the garage. Uh, I mean, anything else out of qualifying that stuck with you? Well, I think the, the Colic situation with Justin Haley racing, uh, racing them into their first Daytona 500 in their first attempt is uh, tremendous to see. Really happy for that. I look forward to seeing that 16 car uh, in the Great American Race come Sunday afternoon. Um, I think really what stuck out to me, though, was uh, how far off on their qualifying pace, the uh, the 96 team for Gaunt Brothers and Daniel Suarez really was. And that's a team now that, that they don't have any other choice. They have no way to fall back on their speed. They have to race their yeah. way in. And they've I've not really studied the dual lineup um, in an extreme sense just yet, but they're going to have to rely on, I, I would say, on one or more of their Toyota teammates and being able to work together with them in order to make the 500 because you can't do it as a lone wolf. And the good news is there's five other Toyotas 
um, you know, in the in the pool for the 500 that, you know, at least one or two of those he should be able to work with. Well, here's the problem you've got, though. He's starting 19th in dual one. Um, and, you know, those guys that are in front of him, the next closest Toyota that he could work with is Martin Truex in 11th. So, you know, none of those guys are going to go out of their way or put their cars in jeopardy. Um, I think Daniel Suarez... Uh, if- I, I, I wouldn't bet on it, considering Toyota Racing Development is the primary sponsor on that 96 car. If David Wilson tells you to go get that 96 into the show, you, you do it. Well, it's going to be interesting. I just, uh, I'm not saying he can't, and I'm not saying he won't make it in. I am saying that I think he's got a tough road to hoe, and when I, I listen closely to what's said, and when I hear the driver say, we're still hiring people, then I'm saying, well, gosh, guys, I mean, I understand that you didn't put the driver deal together till the last minute, but you would think you would have been prepared to go to Daytona in some form or fashion. Um, So this sounds to me like a bit of a hurried situation going into Daytona for this team, which surprises me a little. Um, I think it's going to be tough. I mean, he certainly he could do it. I mean, he's only racing the other cars that that you know, are in the same position he is. So finishing position matters to a point. You just got to do better than the other guy. He doesn't have to go up and contend for the win or anything, but I think it's going to be tough. It's going to be very tough for him. We'll, uh, we'll see how things work out on Thursday night, but that's going to be a long road to hoe, uh, for Daniel Suarez, I think. And with that, we'll be back with more of lead lap, more coming up with Jacob around the turn. Do you love the sound of high-revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves a majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schroep Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Olero Fireproof Underwear, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina, and Danvers, Massachusetts, the staff at HMS is always ready to take the time and help you find the right product for your specific safety needs. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Just stop in to HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a message on Facebook. Tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media set ya. What an awesome game. 
What's up with your car? I don't know. It won't start. How are we getting home? Chill. My parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'd come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke, located on Route 1, or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Hey, this is Reed Wilson, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. We're back on the lap. Chatting with Jacob Seelman from Speed Sport about uh, all the goings-on at Daytona. Talked uh, qualifying in the last segment. Covered the Bush Clash event in the first one. If you missed either of those segments and you'd like to uh, hear them again, you certainly can. Uh, this show goes up on our Race Chaser Radio feed just about anywhere you can download a podcast, whether it's Spotify or TuneIn or Google or Apple or wherever. Um, just search Race Chaser Radio and you'll likely find us there so you can uh, listen to that tomorrow. Um, and we're going to talk uh, the duels in this segment. Uh, Jacob started to do that accidentally in the last segment but we'll uh we'll take a look at both duels um in this segment a little closer of course your front row splits you know the it's an odd even kind of situation for the duels based on qualifying so top five in the first duel stenhouse elliott hamlin almarola and bell jacob sealman of those out of those five or i'll ask the question this way do you see anyone from outside of those five, Stenhouse, Elliott, Hamlin, Almarola, and Bell, actually winning duel number one? Well, of course I do. <laughs> Who am I kidding? Chase Elliott. Well, Easy. well, but he was okay. I think you misunderstood. The question was: Do you see anyone else? outside of the top five. Oh, uh, so uh, the answer is no, okay. according to outside, you. The, yeah, the, the answer is no, and I can already, <laughs> and basically I can already tell you which of the top five I think is going to win it, and it's Chase Elliott. Yeah, um, that's, see, I, I, I think you could basically uh, put a tarp over any one of those five. Um, I kind of have my eye on somebody who's just outside of the top five um, as a potential, but... Do you see James Mellick? Do you see one of those five winning it, or will it come from outside of the top five? Oh, yeah. I see one of those five winning it. And let me guess. Um, where'd it go here? I don't know where it's at uh, in my, here. My prop, my prop is missing here. I found it. Okay. Let's the guess. Let me Who guess. Is it? Yeah, that'd be correct. That's your pick, Christopher Yeah, I think Bell. we can. I really do. I think we have a really good piece. And S- says the teardown specialist from, from Chris Bell's team. Like, I think we can really. <laughs> I really do. I mean, if I had to go against him and say anything, I'm still sticking with the top five because Hamlin showed his power going through the field 
in the um, clash and then pushing his teammate to the win with the horsepower he had. So I would have to go with Hamlin if I don't go with us. So, I mean, I think it's one of the ones in the top five. See, I would have said I would have said Hamlin, too, if I'm going to pick one out of the top five. I know everyone's probably looking at their TV screen or their radio going, wait, what about Stenhouse? I, well, it's as good a pick as any, but... I, I just look at some of these other guys in a racing situation and I, I, I don't necessarily see a Stenhouse walk any more than I see an Alex Bowman walk in, in duel two. Um, I actually, if I were going to pick outside of the top five, it would be somebody in position six. That would be Joey Logano because again, Joey's aggressive enough to, to think that he could go from six to first. I hope everybody settles down and just uses their head here. Um, I would more likely say it comes out of the top five, and I'm going to go ahead and take Denny Hamlin. The reason a lot of people aren't going to say Ricky is because he's got the most to lose. I mean, if he crashes in that duel, he's got to go to a backup car, starts in the rear. Well, he's no longer to pull. Yeah, he's got the again, most to lose. Ricky and Joey so, race to win every yeah. race. I mean, he so. has to race to win. He probably yeah. will. But if stuff starts getting dicey out there, you can probably bet that 17 is might going to find his way towards the back to get out of that because he's got I, the most to lose. Yeah. Please, hey, 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 guys. Go hey, ahead. guys. Go please ahead. hold while I hold while I remind you of exactly what Brian Patty said after they won the full the Daytona 500 on Sunday. We, these duels pay points. We're going for points. Oh, they do pay yeah. points. I oh, forgot yeah. they paid points. Oh, yeah. I Brian, forgot that. In Brian, in Brian Patty's mind, they're going for 10 bonus points, which you get at the end of lap 60 at the end of that duel. Yeah, well, I forgot they, they played. And, and look, they're gonna, everybody wants to sweep the weekend. That's a, a, a point of pride to do that. So uh, all I'm saying is I hope that people use their heads and and don't go too crazy and crash their cars just for 10 bonus points that you could get later on um, that you'll lose in the 500 if you go to a backup and it doesn't work as well. Um, you know, I think uh, I think you, you, th- there's a fine line between going for points and, you know, sticking your neck out there. And that's always, that's the conflict NASCAR intentionally created in these duels to still leave that element of you got to race for it kind of thing because of those those points. And um, so it'll be interesting. I think what bears watching is from 15th on back, you got Austin Dillon, Haley, Wallace, Sorensen. Then you got Suarez back there too. Um, you know, Hoff, Fincham, and Gase. Not sure if any of those guys are really strong enough to get to the top 15. Maybe Hoff. Well, but... okay, so here, here, here's the deal with that. The draft, we've seen for years, it doesn't matter what your car does in a straight line or by itself. If you are in the draft, you can be among the top 15 as long as you get the right pull in the pack and pick the right lane. Yeah, so, and, but... Do I do I think that somebody from back there can race their way up into the top ten? Absolutely, I can. And and let's keep in mind, by the way, that that calling car of Haley's is getting RCR support, and they definitely know how to win both duels and Daytona 500s. So I'm not writing Haley off for a for a top ten finish in one of these duels. Well, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not either. And I was I'm I, I wasn't really. What I'm saying is, I think Haley, like I said, 15th on back bears watching. But I think when you get to the back and you get your to Suarez, Half, Fincham, and Gase, of those, I think Suarez certainly can get to the top 15. I think Half maybe could. I'm sorry, I just don't see Fincham or Gase having the speed. I understand you can catch a draft and be up, but you've still got to be fast enough, and neither of them showed me enough in qualifying that, that would make me believe that they're capable 
of of winding up in the top 15 at the end. We'll see. Um, let's get to duel number two. You've got, again, I'm going to give the top five here, and I'll ask the same question. Alex Bowman, Jimmy Johnson, Kyle Busch, William Byron, Eric Jones, Jacob Seelman. Does the winner of duel two come out of that top five, or do we have to look back farther to see who is going to end up winning that race? Heck, yes, it comes out of the top five, and it's going to be the driver who becomes just the, let's see if I can do math right, <laughs> the two, well. two and four and three is nine, so that would make him the tenth driver in the history of duel, of uh, the Daytona duels to win four of them or more. I'm taking Kyle Busch. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. That's a good pick. I like, that. I like Kyle Busch, but... I think there's a guy right now that's got But you're plate, not taking him. But I'm not taking him because I think there's another guy that's got plate racing figured out, and he's in the top five. He's won the last two Daytona races, and that's Eric Jones because Eric won the July race, and he just won the shootout. I'm taking Eric Jones because he's won the last two. Well, let's hope that Eric's car looks a little better coming across the line to win than it did uh, yesterday. Um, I, I I think that's a reasonable pick. Um you know, look, it's easy to pick one of the top guys. Once in a while, I like to throw in an upset special just for fun because I kind of look like, look at it like in the duels about anything can happen. And how about how about the winner of duel number two coming from the eighth place position, the Wood Brothers Racing Ford of Matt DiBenedetto. I have silenced Jacob wow. Seelman with yeah. that. I was waiting for him wow. to come in there. And I was wondering if we were going to have to call my computer career to reboot the kid. Um, no, no. I, I, I was, I, I'm blown away. In a race Why is that so it, far-fetched to you? Well, because, frankly, the Wood Brothers' strategy through the years has always been to put all their focus into 500 race day. Very, very rarely, if ever. Have you seen the Wood Brothers put a ton of focus into those into the duels? I think you would have to go back to to when Pearson was running with the Wood Brothers in the seventies to to really think about the last time that I can remember um, you know, the the Wood Brothers and actually yes yeah, seventy five with uh, with Pearson and then uh, nineteen eighty which gosh I'm trying to think who they had after Pearson left off the top of my head. But, I mean, the Wood Brothers haven't won a duel since 1980 because they've always turned so much of their focus into 500 race day because they know that ultimately is what matters. So that's the only reason why I would just be really, really shocked to see that 21 car go up and, and, and run for a win in these duels because I've never known any of the Woods, Leonard, Len, Eddie, to you know, really focus on on the duels when they know the five hundred is the big prize. What about the year two thousand eleven when Trevor had the class car of the field and uh, looked pretty sporty in his duel? He did, but he also had help from Jeff Gordon, and they ended up wrecked after that duel too. I would, so, see, I, 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 that's a valid point, certainly. That, but that was the whole. That was the first year. And thank God about the only year of the two-car tandem thing. Um, so I don't know. I, I Here's why I say, again, we're going for points here. 
I think you have to try to win. And to me, this is the perfect setup. Matt DiBenedetto comes out of nowhere, drives just slightly more, again, cautiously, but more aggressively than maybe some of the others in front and, and ends up in a position to win this thing. And what a story that would be going into Sunday with DiBenedetto having 10 points in his pocket. I just think, I think there's just enough there for him to make a run at it. And again, I like upsets, so we'll just throw that out there. But certainly I think, um, you know, any of the top five are more than capable. Uh, I still believe William Byron is going to have something to say about this week and weekend before it's all over. Um, so, hey, hey, I'll, hey, hey, speaking of Byron, quickly, quickly. I know we have to go to a I, I was going to say, I know we have to go to a break, but it just lets us segue. There's news for him to talk about on the other side of said break. Well, then let's uh, let's start there. Around the turn, William Byron News coming up on Lead Lap, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. Everywhere you go, you hear it, and you see it. It's coming at you through your phone, your tablet, and your computer. It's broadcast from your favorite radio station, TV networks, and cable companies. It's in the stadiums, the arenas, the ballparks. It screams for your attention at the mall. It's interactive on Main Street. It's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store. What is it? It's digital content. It's digital content. It's digital content. Somebody has to create it. Somebody has to manage it. So whether your dream is to write it, design it, create it, call it, produce it, voice it, host it, light it, shoot it, switch it, record it, color Correct it, edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in. You need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu. Everyone knows Strutmasters is the suspension experts for luxury vehicles. And now we offer motorcycle products. Introducing Easy Rider Complete Motorcycle Air Suspension brought to you by Strutmasters.com. You can raise and lower your bike with the flip of a switch. Take those long rides with the ultimate comfort of Easy Rider Air Shocks. They're backed by Strutmasters and you won't believe the low price. Check out Easy Rider Motorcycle Air Suspension at Strutmasters.com. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speeds, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. 
Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Jesse Love, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. And that young man showed some real talent a few days ago, picking up his first ever East Coast super late model win at uh, New Smyrna in the... um, in the speed week steal down there, uh, just doing a great job driving for Scott Wimmer in the 21 car. And, uh, congratulations to Jesse on that. That was a big win. He'll of course have a few hey, more hey, shots at it. Hey, Tom, just, just an FYI. I know where your brain went with that. That's Chris Wimmer, not Scott Wimmer. Oh yeah. Well, see that, you know where my brain went. Cause every once in a while, my age shows, and when you get to a certain age, the brain starts condensing data and names. And uh, so, yeah, Chris Wimmer, as opposed to uh, the driver, Scott Wimmer. Um, okay, we'll uh, get back to Daytona here where we were. Uh, we've got another couple of segment after this. We'll keep Jacob because we've got Michael Self coming up at 8.15. And um, I want to get into... Uh, some conversation, Jacob, first of all, you had some William Byron news and then we'll get to our picks for the weekend. And, uh, Rand also wants to toss out a quick topic for discussion during this segment as well. So Jacob, uh, why don't you tell us what's up with William Byron? Well, what's up with William Byron is they're going to have some funding for that 24 car for, uh, the most definite foreseeable future because it announced earlier this afternoon or, uh, close to late this afternoon, really. Um, Exalta Coating Systems, formerly known as DuPont, which uh, puts together all the fantastic paint schemes that you always see on that 24 car with the yep. flames and the colors and all the fun stuff, uh, has signed a renewal with Hendrick Motorsports that will take them all the way through, wait for it, the 2027 Cup wow. season. They were originally signed through 2022 with Byron, so this is a five-year extension on top of that contract to take them all the way through to 2027. It'll be 14 races per year through the end of that contract uh, that they'll be featured as a primary sponsor on the 24 cars. So great to see one of the longest-running sponsor and car and team combinations in NASCAR racing extend and continue even further. Great sign, not only for the sports health in general from a sponsor standpoint, but really I think shows what they believe William Byron, and and I think what we all believe William Byron's going to be capable of here in the long term over the next couple of years. Well, that is definitely some interesting news, and it's probably bad that the first thought I had is by the time we get to the latter part of that five-year extension, William Byron might actually have to start shaving, Red. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, sorry, I didn't have my mic on there. I wasn't ready. Yeah, um, I like to still, catch you, know, you off guard. Now, yeah, man. I was over there looking at the crew <laughs> roster there, looking to see if there was anything going on with them, uh, see if there's any changes on that area. But yeah, I didn't have my mic on because I don't want to make any noise over here. Yeah, it's all right. You, you're welcome to uh, make noise as often as you like. You are the producer of the show. Uh, and yeah, it's that's good for Byron Jacob, and it's good for Hendrick Motorsports. You always want stability with your marketing uh, sponsorships, um, and so that's definitely a good thing. Okay, we'll see. Uh, uh, we'll see if we get Jacob back here. We seem to have lost him, um, so we'll see if we get him back. But um, lost me. Oh, I'm, I'm still okay. Good. 
I Red was giving me some indications that uh, maybe you were gone, you had disappeared into cyberspace, but apparently no, not. I'm no, no. We we just had a second call coming in there, and I didn't know if it was something that no. we expected. Yeah, it's probably it, it's probably for our morning. Uh, show host here at WSIC, Pat Shannon, somebody probably trying to uh, buy or sell something. The home ad show is, uh, Pat is the rock star of WSIC. uh, And so, you know, that's probably what that was. Okay, we we continue on then. uh, Now that we've got past the Byron News, Melik, you had a quick question you wanted to throw out that I thought was a good topic for us to cover before we get to the picks. Yeah. Um, something I wanted to ask to all of you was, you know, you got the big three who moved up from the Xfinity stuff to the cup cars. Now, who do you think has the most likely chance to take the 500 or even a duel out of those three? Jacob, I'll let you start with that one. That would be either, obviously either Tyler Reddick, Christopher Bell, or, um, uh, Cole Custer. Cole Custer. Yeah. Cole Custer. <laughs> Again, well, with the aging brain, brain again. Um, I say Cole Custer, no disrespect to Christopher Bell, but I just think Cole of the three was the, is, uh, A, has the strongest equipment, and B, with that strong equipment, he his super speedway uh, prowess and proficiency, while it's not been as spectacular as Tyler Reddick's has been per se, Cole is no slouch and was no slouch in the Xfinity Series with uh, the draft and at Daytona and Talladega. So I say of the three, I think Cole Custer's got the best shot. I'm actually going to disagree with you, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say I think it's Chris Bell. That 95 car led a ton of laps last year with uh, D Burrito behind the wheel, and if anything, I think that team's only gotten better going into this year, and I think Chris Bell is very capable of going out and winning the Daytona 500. I also believe Custer and or Reddick could do it, but I think Bell, to me, has the best chance. I would put Custer at two and Reddick at three. Uh, So I think if we're just strictly talking about who has the best shot at a win before the week's out in a duel or in uh, the 500, I'm picking Seabell as my choice for that. And speaking of picks... Well, we've got a few minutes here. Now, I want to pick all three races. Um, and so I think we can go back and and deviate from Cup for a moment and, and talk about the truck series because, of course, we haven't really uh, discussed the truck series, which will race, obviously, at uh, Daytona on Friday night. And uh, that also happens to be Valentine's Day. So according to the news I read here on WSIC on Friday, um, those of you who really want to do something nice for your Valentine can uh, go ahead and sign up for the Waffle House BAE Valentine's Day evening. Uh, That's bacon and eggs for those of you who don't know. Um, And uh, yeah, they'll have the uh, the candle and the white tablecloth and all of that. And um, you can probably uh, bring your own TV or just uh, hook up on your phone to watch the truck race while you're having bacon and eggs at Waffle House because nothing says Valentine's Day like scattered, splattered, smothered, and covered, right? Um, So truck race on Friday. Uh, Who wins the truck race, Mr. Jacob? Throw uh, 42 names into a hat. Pick 32 of those names to uh, determine your starting lineup and then throw those 32 names in a hat and pick one out, and that's probably your winner. Well, um, if, if you're holding a gun to my head and making me choose I am. Johnny Sauter because he's 
pissed off from losing Talladega <laughs> last fall, and I think he comes back with a vengeance. Interesting. Johnny Sauter says Jacob Seelman. James Mellick, what say you? Oh, man. Really, honestly, I don't have a favorite for the truck race. Um, you know, Sauter's won some plate races, and, you know, there's a lot of trucks that are out there to get revenge, and a lot of young drivers that are trying to make a name for themselves. Obviously, it's where names are made in the truck series. Um, well, according man, to the NASCAR ads, it's X- the Xfinity, Xfinity series, series. Yeah, but, but they do in the trucks as well. Um, man, if I had to take one, I would probably go with... I'd have to go with Crafton. Well, I think uh, either one is as reasonable as as anything else. I'm going to throw a monkey wrench into this. Um, I've been waiting a whole year to pick this driver to win a race, and I think I can settle on Super Speedway Daytona to do it because we see so many surprises here. Last year was Austin Hill. Certainly could be this year. But that's not who I'm picking. I'm going with the deuce of Sheldon Creed to get his truck series win out of the way real early at Daytona. I think you're going to see this young man win at least one race and contend for the championship all the way well into the playoffs this year, Jacob. I'm going to have to ask you to repeat the last part because you. I think it was my phone end. I lost about uh, half your sentence there. Well, basically, I said I, I, I think that you're going to see Sheldon Creed contend, right? Uh, he'll win at least a race or two and uh, be in contention in the playoffs almost right down to the very end, if not to Homestead. Oh, no, I agree with that. And I think there's about, uh, there's about three of the GMS drivers. I'm not going to say they're going to get all four trucks right on. But I think three out of the four absolutely uh, contend right, you know, right down towards the end. And with this, this expanded playoff, who knows? Maybe they do get all four trucks in. But Ty, we know Tyler Ankrum's got playoff experience. Sheldon yep. Creed probably should have been in the playoffs. And Brett Moffat's a former champion. He knows how to do it. Those three, I think, uh, without a doubt, are in the playoffs. And who knows? Maybe Zane Smith surprises I, us in that. I, Zane truck. Smith won't surprise me at all if he gets in the playoffs. I expect zane smith to go out win a race uh to get in the playoffs this year absolutely 100 percent um and it wouldn't surprise me to see the fifth truck with sam mayer steal one somewhere along the way but of course um you know that's gonna uh, say keep in mind keep in mind it's not just mayer in that truck by the way well i understand i'm just saying that i think sam is capable at a short track or some other you know place of of getting a win i just think gms has got that's that's a stout lineup over there and Boy, they're they're all going to be fun to watch. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's going to be very interesting to see uh, who wins the truck race on Friday. I always look forward to that. I figure that's always the uh, the best race of the weekend. Um, and uh, we we move to Saturday, um, the Xfinity Series race. Uh-huh. Um, of course, again, you're you're looking at. Uh, you're looking at uh, the um, <clears throat> you're looking at the Xfinity series as again we're missing the big three, and so who comes out on top at Saturday's event? Gator, Justin Allgaier, Junior Motorsports has the best uh, super speedway cars in the series. They've proven that the last couple of years, and without the big three, I mean, unless one of them's running uh, for extra track time. I think it's Justin Allgaier's race to lose 
frankly, and that's even even considering that there's probably going to be two or three uh, cup guys drop down and run that Saturday race as well. We know Kyle Busch won't be in it, but uh, you'll, you'll likely see a Keselowski or a Logano or um, a Blaney or you know even potentially a DiBenedetto, who knows, somebody in that Penske car. Um, we may see one of the Gibbs Cup guys jump down to run it, who knows. But I, I still like Allgaier. I think I think Junior Motorsports Super Speedway experience is, is you know, going to have what it takes. James Mellick. Uh, I know this one might shock some people, but I'm going to pick my surprise in this one, and I'm going to take Riley Herbst to win it. Wow. Okay. He's got some plate experience. He's ran some ARCA sure races does. and done it. Uh, he's in a Gibbs car, and they're always fast in the Xfinity Series there, as long, along with the junior cars. I think Riley steals in one. See, I thought I was going to have the biggest surprise, only because of who I'm specifically who it would be. Um, Jacob took Justin Allgaier, and then you went and, and took a bigger surprise than mine. I'm picking Noah Gregson. I think Noah's ready to go racing for a championship. He's also driving, of course, the, for Junior Motorsports. Um, I'm taking Gregson to pull this thing off. I think you're going to see a different Noah on the track this year. Yeah, I know a guy who works over there. I'd like to see him uh, get a one-a-day tone. It'd be nice for him. Yeah, I think you're going to see a different driver. Okay, um, so I believe that we need to uh, – Jacob needs to depart and get ready to produce – the next show on the Performance Motorsports Network I at 9.30, the Mitch Walker Show comes on on PMN after this show, which airs live on PMN, well, now. Uh, and uh, So yeah. we'll let Jacob go and prepare for that. Uh, we're going to step aside. Oh, we didn't get, get our 500 picks in. Quickly, Jacob, who wins the 500? Oh. Well, <laughs> um it's not going to get to 20 years of trying, 20 years of frustration. I think this year's the year. I think he's, the team is ready to do it. Um, I am taking the winless drought to end for Kyle Busch. I say Rowdy wins the Daytona 500. So he's picking a Rowdy sweep of Thursday and Sunday. Malik, you agree or disagree? Uh, I think he's second best to uh, the 95. Sorry. He's taking Christopher Bell just like, like a good to. team member. I, I mean, I really think we have that good That's of a That's a legit I, I really pick, do. man. That is a legit pick. Um, that is so legit, in fact, that you know what? I'm going to disagree with you. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but he would certainly be my first dark horse. William Byron wins the Daytona 500. Again, I think uh, that man is ready to go racing. I think it's a Hendrick car. Byron and Johnson will both be in this, but Byron wins it, and he and Chad Knaus go to victory lane, and Chad wins the little sort of who gets back to victory lane first between him and uh, seven time. Um, I think it's Chad, but I think both of them win races this year and end up in the playoffs. So we'll let Jacob go. We'll step aside. When we come back, we'll start to talk about uh, the Arca series and Michael Self going to join us very shortly as well. We lap radio presented by victory custom trailers continues after this. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, 
we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science, it's My Computer Career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You could start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu, that's mycomputercareer.edu. Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Ty Ingram, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. The aforementioned Tyler Ingram who will be making his first start as a member of GMS Racing in the 26th truck uh, on Friday night and uh, should be one to watch throughout the year. Quick news item that we haven't talked about as yet on tonight's show. Jeffrey Earnhardt is back in the sport in the Xfinity Series as part of JD Motorsports lineup of drivers for this year which uh, I think they've got some interesting stuff going on. We'll talk a little bit more about this later in this show, but I love the driver lineup that JD Motorsports with Gary Keller has got for this season. It should be a lot of fun. Um, We talk about the ARCA series. Uh, We're going to talk with Michael Self shortly. Michael ended up winning the ARCA series race. Uh, with his Venturini Motorsports car once again. And, you know, I I don't think anyone was really too surprised that he pulled that off, but uh, it certainly was impressive. Again, this is a driver that I just wish somebody would see his talent and his marketability and his personality and, and grab him and pull him up into the NASCAR national series uh, 
Red, because he's done about everything you could ask of a driver, including coaching other drivers to success. Um, I just don't understand why somebody has, and I know he's a little, little older. He's not that old. He's still in his 20s. Somebody grab him for crying out loud, but he did a good job on uh, Saturday. Yeah, I think he did a phenomenal job. I mean, back-to-back Daytona winners, him and his crew chief, Kevin Reed. Um, win number, if I remember correctly, from when Nick was here, number 67, I think, for Venturini Motorsports. 67. That is win so, 67. Uh, that was pretty good to see. And then also, you know, you had the famous Big Bill kiss right there in victory lane. So <laughs> you never forget about that. And, you know, it has to be even sweeter when it's a Daytona. Well, you know, I'm sure that's true. And, and I think one of the things that sticks out for me is that, you know, the Venturini lineup showed well. Um, you know, Ryan Repco had an issue of not of his doing and, um, and, and was unable to finish the event. But, uh, I mean, Drew Dollar went out and finished a solid third. Drew's going to be back in here on Thursday night for Motorsports Madness, along with uh, Nick Moncher, their PR guy, who's actually going to be co-hosting the show in Seaman's place on Thursday. So that should be fun. We'll have Drew in here as well. And uh, we'll we'll kind of keep everybody up in the duels and and uh, talk racing. But a, a good run for Venturini as a whole. Not at all surprised Michael won. Um, you know, I think this is a great start for him for this season. And, you know, honestly, again, I I'm I'm speechless and clueless as to why nobody has given him a shot. I know he doesn't bring a lot of money in terms of uh, the kind of money that it would take to fully fund a race in the NASCAR national series. But come on. I mean, you know, some of these drivers that these teams have snapped up, um, let's get him an opportunity in something competitive so he can go show that he can do it. Even if it is just a truck, uh, I think he deserves at least a shot with the the brand of NASCAR um, behind him instead of Arca. So I agree. He's got a marketability there. He, he showed that he can win. He just hasn't quite got that championship yet. But I think if he gets it this year, he deserves that shot. Um, and I'm excited about having Drew Dollar on here on Thursday um, because he was frustrated on TV after he got third place in that Daytona race. And I'm kind of curious on now that he's had about – just call it about a week because they raced on Saturday, so it'll be about mm-hmm. a week um, to reflect on finishing third at Daytona if his mindset has actually changed and he's more happy that he finished third there. Or if he's still upset with himself. Well, um, I mean, I think he really felt like he had a chance to win, but it was just, I think he's going to tell us that that's just kind of the way the race played out. Um, we can take a look, by the way. Uh, we'll call this breaking news. I had to do the sounder since Jacob was already gone. Um, we've got the uh, the qualifying results from tonight's Arkham Menards East Series race. Derek Griffith. Put it on the pole. I'm a little bit surprised, but not terribly surprised by that. Derek did a nice job. Put it on the pole about a tenth quicker than uh, Max McLaughlin. Mad Max outside of the front row. And then you got Nick Sanchez. Great run for him in the Rev Racing car. Um, Ty Gibbs qualified fourth. Corey Heim, who we had on the show, uh, qualified fifth. And Sam Mayer, Daniel Dye, Stephen Nassi, Giovanni Bromanti, and Mason Diaz Rounding out the top 10, uh, and then you've got Tanner Gray, Chase Cabry, Tristan Van Waringen, Jesse Love in 14th, Parker Retzliff, um, and then uh, Gio Selzy, Justin Carroll, Holly Holland, Brian Finney, Gracie Trotter, Chuck Hares, Robert Pulowski, and Willie Mullins. 23 cars 
took time, and so that race uh, probably going on now or close wow. to now as we speak. A lot of names that uh, were mentioned there that I've heard over at uh, Charlotte Motor Speedway for the summer shootout and even oh, yeah. the winter heat, like yeah, a lot uh, of Giovanni Bel- Belmonte. Bomonti, Romanti, uh, yeah. him, and yep. then Gracie Trotter. Oh yeah, names like that. Sam Mayer, Sam Mayer. Um, you know, I won mean, a bunch over there. Uh, you know, you've had you've had a number of guys from the legends, and then you know you've got some guys like Chase Cabry and Max McLaughlin. Are probably know more for the dirt side of what they've done. Of course, Chase now had a couple of years in the Rev Car, and uh, and and should have probably won a championship last year. But um, you know, you've you've got uh, you've got a very competitive group there, and. You know, this will be a, a great race to watch, um, and it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see who comes out on top in this. Derek Griffith is a is a young young man from New England that not a lot of people know about, but Derek can drive the wheels off a car. So I'm surprised, not surprised, that he ended up on the pole for this race. So who's he driving for? Ah, that's a very good question. It's a Ford. I know that much. Um, uh, let me see if it so tells sure. us here who is actually the car owner. It does not tell us readily who is uh, the car owner of that uh, car, but we'll we'll see if we can find that before the show ends. Uh, but back to the big ARCA race at Daytona. Certainly, uh, when you look at the way that that race played out, we had some cautions kind of throughout the event. We only had one big one, really. Um, I thought it was um, Derek Griffith, by the way, Chad Bryant racing. He is driving for, Chad Bryant for this one. Yep. Um, so, and this is, this is first time ever in an ARCA car. Wow. And he goes out and puts it on the pole. Like I said, he, he can drive the wheels off a car. He's in his early twenties. I think he's like 22 or 23, but um, he's, he's another young man to, uh, to watch for sure. Some talent that have came through uh, Chad Bryant slash Cunningham through there. So, so we jump around a little bit, but back to, um, back to the, the, uh, the big race at Daytona. Again, I thought the way that it played out, um, it was a pretty good race by and large. I mean, you had one big wreck, but, um, you know, for the most part, it was a pretty competitive race. I thought Haley Deegan did an extraordinary job to be second. Uh, and again, uh, you know, finishing right behind her was Drew Dollar in third. And I think when you look at uh, the way that that worked out, Sean Corr and Thad Moffitt finishing fourth and fifth. Ironically enough, Thad was driving for Sean Corr and Empire Racing for the last few years. Now um, finishing fifth in his first start with um, DGR Crosley. And uh, Sean had a great race. Jason White, Riley Herbst, Willie Mullins, Brett Holmes, and Scott Melton rounded out the top 10 in that race. But I thought, like I said, I thought for the most part, this was a really good race. Pretty much um, dominated by Sell for the most part. But Deegan certainly showed that, um, you know, she she can drive a stock car for sure. So uh, with that, uh, I think we need to... Uh, nope, we got about three minutes left in the segment. Okay, I was thinking we were closer. Um, we'll see. Uh, we'll see if that's Michael Self, and we'll bring him out. Um, Michael, hopefully this is you. You are on the air uh, on the Lead Lap Radio. Glad to have you back on our air here at Race Chaser and at WSIC Studios. Hey, yeah, good to be back on. Uh, we've got a couple of minutes left in this segment, but we brought you in a little early just to kind of get started and get the congratulations out of the way. 
boy, you certainly uh, you certainly got the, the the season off to the right kind of start for Sinclair Oil and Venturini Motorsports. Um, I don't I I guess we could say you dominated the race. That's pretty fair. But I feel like at the same time, uh, it wasn't as if you had by far the best piece. I thought there were certainly a lot of drivers who were contenders to win. You were just able to keep yourself up front and in the right places at the right times. Yeah, well, thank you for all that. I appreciate it. We did. Uh, we, we had a, a really, really good car. Our car was really good out front. It was a lot of fun to drive. Um, you know, it, we we just kind of happened to nail it on pit stops and keep the track position, which is so important there. See, I thought that's exactly what I was what I was thinking about. Is, is you guys did everything that you needed to do correctly. And sometimes that can be really hard to do at Daytona. And even when you do it, it doesn't guarantee the outcome, as we well know from past experience. Uh, you know, you can be taken out in the last lap in the last corner. Yeah, huh, that's for sure. I, you know, it, I mean, it was a total team effort. Unfortunately, we were able to kind of stay clean. And uh, I've said all along, I mean, if there's if you can't be the if you can't be out front at Daytona, you want to be you probably want to be out in the back. You don't really want to be anywhere in the middle there. Yeah, although I thought this race, for the most part, went a lot smoother than some of the ones we've seen. I mean, we had, you know, one fairly big wreck, but for the most part, I thought this was a pretty smooth and competitive race. Yeah, yeah, I, I thought so, too. I mean, I actually didn't know, under the last caution, um, I, I had no idea how many cars were left behind me, frankly. I thought there was still a whole bunch of them back there, and then uh, actually in the media center after the race, I saw that there were only nine cars in the lead lap. I was kind of surprised about it. Um, I, I just didn't really realize the caliber of some of the wrecks, but it seemed like it went pretty smooth, smooth to me from my standpoint. Yeah. I mean, they had one big one that took out a good bunch of cars and, um, put some others with damage. But for the most part, I actually thought it was a halfway decent, halfway decent race. But of course, uh, you know, you wanted to get out front and run away and pretty much you were able to, uh, to do that for the most part. We're going to talk more with uh, Michael Self here as we come around the turn. We're going to first step aside and we'll be back with more of Michael Self and more of Lead Lap Radio presented by Victory Custom Trailers right after this. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your streetcar on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444, Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Motorsports Sales Professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. 
That's 717-749-0444 or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science, it's My Computer Career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You could start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu, that's mycomputercareer.edu. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication. But it's those tough choices that help me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Hi, I'm Casey Kane, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Lead Lap Radio continues presented by Victory Custom Trailers. If you're looking for a custom trailer or RV for any purpose, not just for motorsports, uh, look up VictoryCustomTrailers.com. I promise you, they if, if you can dream it, they can do it. And uh, they'll deliver it anywhere in the United States. Doesn't matter where you are. They will get it to you. Uh, they're based out in Michigan, but uh, they will get it wherever it needs to go. And they will they will do it at a price that is fair. And they will stand behind their product 100%. Uh, we have on the Strutmasters.com hotline, Mr. Michael Self, because, well, it was another selfie Saturday at Daytona. Michael picking up the win again in the ARCA race at Daytona. Michael, has it, has it basically sunk in yet that you won it again? You are a two-time winner at Daytona. I would think being a two-time winner at Daytona in anything would be way more of a career than any racer could ever really hope for. Yeah, it's it's a pretty phenomenal feeling. Um, I I I have thought about it, and I think it has sunk in a little bit. Uh, you know, just how cool it actually is to be able to say that. And it's it's uh, the first repeat win for me in the Arkham Menard series. Uh, kind of strangely enough, really. But uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I know, did not I, uh, know that. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, we can we can pick up a, a couple more this year since we'll have a couple more opportunities to do it. But man, there's just there's nothing like winning at Daytona International Speedway. Um, when we did it a couple of years ago, kind of got lucky and avoided a lot of accidents and made our way through it. But this one was all about just being out front and having, uh, having a really, really good car. Yeah, track position is is definitely key at any super speedway. Uh, Daytona is certainly probably chief among them. Um, what is it like for those of us who sit and watch all of these races and have never driven at Daytona? What is it like? to actually drive at Daytona International Speedway and what 
what are the secrets to being successful on a super speedway like that in terms of driver mentality or driver technique? Well, uh, so let, let me put it like this. I remember the first time I ever made laps at Daytona. Uh, it was back at, a, at the Arca test in 2013, I think. Um, and the first couple you go out there and it's just like, man, this is amazing. I'm here at Daytona. Yeah. This, this, the, the principle of it's really cool. But then you do it a couple more times and you're just making single car runs. Um, then you realize that it's, it gets a little monotonous. It's just, the place is so massive and so smooth since they've redone it. Um, it's like, you, you could do it. My dad could do it. My wife could do it. You know, you just go out there and you just hold the gas all to the floor and just turn the wheel to follow the yellow line. Pretty simple in, uh, in single car runs. But when you get 30, 35 cars out there, it makes a pretty, uh, pretty big difference. And you have to manipulate the air and work with all those guys around you and be heads up on that. Um, so that's when things kind of come into play. But, but I, I've learned over the years that being, being good at Daytona and at Talladega isn't necessarily about having the fastest car. It's about having a very stable car, a car that's good, whether it's in the draft or out front. You want a car that, that's very drivable um, because you're constantly – surrounded by by such intense air scenarios with cars on your on your outside or behind you um you don't want a car that gets upset if it can get loose in that situation and that's what the venturini guys have done a really good job of yes our cars have really good speed um single car by themselves but the cars are really stable and really drivable and um that's what i give the, the credit to for both of these wins yeah that's i always watch the races and i think to myself what is going through the driver's mind when you're three wide in the middle, you know, in a pack of, of, of cars and you're really, and this is why I think sometimes we were too quick to necessarily want to, well, this driver shouldn't have done this or done that and caused the wreck, but the cars are constantly wanting to jump around, right? I mean, it's not as if this is a perfectly smooth ride up, you know, up the interstate with, with cars in the two lanes next to you. The, the air wants to move the car around and you've got to be thinking about controlling the air, not getting into the car on either side and still trying to obviously visualize how you're going to play out the next four or five laps and make your moves to get to the front. If you're not already there, that's what makes this stuff so hard, right? Is, is the air not only, you know, from the standpoint of using it for your own car, but it's, it's constantly trying to pull you in one direction or another. Is it not? Yeah, yeah, you're actually spot on there. So, like I said, we, we were very fortunate to be out front a lot. And actually, um, starting on the pole, our car was really stable um, out front with someone behind us. You know, sometimes you can get a car that when you get someone behind you, it'll actually feel like it lifts the, the rear end of the car up a little bit. You get a bit loose, and it kind of makes it a handful. Ours, ours wasn't that way. Our car was extremely stable. Um, and then when... When when we were able to lead there, for some reason, our car was really good at getting guys single file behind us. It was hard for the outside lane to make any ground when we were out front, so that's a big deal. But what you're saying as far as, let's say you're in the middle of the pack, you're, right. you're 14th or 15th, um, and, and you've got cars on your outside, maybe cars on your inside, cars in front, cars in behind. Yeah, I mean, it's the, the air can be can be shocking, um, just how much it can change. And it's it's something that you kind of really have to like you said anticipate you kind of have to learn and, and figure out you know what's what's going to happen so you can you can expect it in the coming laps and um you, you talk about the you hear guys talk about the trioval at daytona and talladega a lot because um especially at talladega there's some big bumps and the lanes there are a little bit different um if you've got a guy on your outside that's a, that's a spot where a car can get really loose and 
So you kind of anticipate that and, and, and position your hands a little bit differently going through there. Um, Daytona is not, not a whole lot different. Yeah, so, so that's, um, that's some of the big things about it. I mean, people, people truly underestimate the air, and, and you hear a lot of guys talking about you know, the air pocket that cars get between them, how, how a car behind can push another car ahead with the air pocket, um, not necessarily just by using the bumpers to push. There's a tremendous amount of physics based around it that's, uh, that's really key to knowing how to race on these super speedways. Yeah, it's it's not, you know, again, I think you 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 talked about both extremes and when you're in single car runs, you know, they're fairly easy to drive and you don't have to 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 put very much input into the wheel as long as your car is uh handling the way that it should be, but when you get cars around you, it's the air that has so much to do with you know, what you're doing and how you react to it is really the difference between going forward and going backward, it seems like. Yeah, yeah, it, I mean, it really is. So think about uh, another thing, our cars, they have about, um, I don't know exactly what it is, you know, somewhere between a five and a six inch spoiler on, on the deck lid back there. And so when you talk about slide drafting, you talk about the air that one car is pushing from his nose, if he gets right on the quarter panel of, of a car next to him, he can basically essentially dump the air off his nose onto that spoiler. And so it'll drag a car back. It'll kind of stall a car out. And you see a lot of that at the intermediate tracks. And, and you definitely see a lot of it there at the super speedways. And so that's why sometimes you see, you see double file lines, guys able to get away. You're not able to get away. Um, it makes a pretty big difference in that stuff. And, and that's where, where things get a little bit harder. It can get a little bit frustrating, you know, if you're on the inside line and the outside line is able to stay with the leader and keep packing air on the leader's car, and the leader's, the leader's car is like that, and that'll, that'll make a pretty big difference. You know, that'll keep, uh, keep both lanes together there, and then that's when people start getting a little bit more impatient, and that's when you see the bigger wrecks happen. Yeah, uh, yeah, we saw, we saw plenty of that on Sunday uh, in the Bush Clash, but I, I think that the, the big thing that, that I get out of all of this is when you see a driver – like Haley Deegan or Drew Dollar that can finish second or third, uh, and 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 be seem very in control throughout the race. Um, you know, I think that's that's a a great indication that there's some talent there because it's not as easy as people think it is to just come in as a rookie and be able to 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 understand what's happening to you with the air and react properly to it, or at least that would be my take on it. Yeah, I, I think you're spot on again, and and props to both of them. They both did a really good job keeping their nose clean. Uh, Drew had a little bit of trouble. You know, he had to go in and out of the pits a couple times, had a penalty at one point, even uh, avoided a wreck by going through the grass, but um, managed to be in the right place at the right time for some of those wrecks. And you know, sometimes that stuff that stuff's hard to avoid. Um, to have the lookout to to avoid that kind of stuff and to not get caught up in it yourself, you know, that's a challenge in in and of its own. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it was a great run for you. And of course, uh, the next race for ARC is at Phoenix, which is a track that, you know, has not necessarily been a regular track on the series. And so it's almost like a new experience. What can we expect from the ARCA series on the mile at Phoenix? Well, I think uh, so uh, for myself, at least, I used to race there twice a year back yeah. in the and Western. You know, I couldn't be more excited about getting back. I'm to sure. Phoenix. Yeah, it's uh, almost like a home track for you. It is, and I was able to pick up a win there in 2012, had a couple of really strong runs there in 2013. Um, I think the big thing you're going to see at Phoenix is a, a great car count, because I think you're going to see a lot of the, the guys from 
the Arca East series, the Arca Menard series, and the Arca West series, even though it's not a West series race, I think you're going to see a lot of guys come to practice for their race uh, sure. that they have there in November. So, you know, I, I'd be shocked if we didn't see 30 or 35 cars there with 15, 17 really competitive cars. Um, I'm, I'm excited for that one. Hopefully they'll put on a good show and, and the race will be similar to what I remember years ago. For sure. Well, we, we never like to let you get away, first of all, without uh, acknowledging who you need to. So here's your opportunity. you got about a minute to uh, thank whoever needs to be thanked here. Well, I appreciate it. We've been fortunate to have Sinclair Oil on board for a couple of years now, and hopefully everyone listening uh, likes the dinosaur car, even if they don't like me. I, I know dinosaurs are pretty pretty easy to How could to, anyone to not like and, you? I don't know anybody who doesn't <laughs> well, like you. You'd be, you'd be surprised sometimes, I think. But they've been an awesome partner, and then uh, everyone <laughs> at Toyota has been such a great partner to venturing in motorsports for years now. Uh, we're fortunate to have all those guys on board and to, to be here for the start of hopefully what's going to be a, a strong rest of the season here for the 25 car. Well, looking forward to it, Michael. We appreciate it. I know it's been a busy day for you. We appreciate you taking some time to chat with us, uh, as always, here on uh, League Lap. And look forward to having you back in the studio soon, bud. Yep, sounds good. I appreciate it. Thanks for the time. That's Michael Self and NASCAR teams. If you're listening, will you please somebody give this guy a ride somewhere? Uh, he will get your vehicle to victory lane. And no, I'm not making money off Michael Self. I just believe it. We'll be back with more of League Lap right around the turn. Stay with us. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves a majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schrope Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Lero Fireproof Underwear, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina, and Danvers, Massachusetts, the staff at HMS is always ready to take the time and help you find the right product for your specific safety needs. 
You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Just stop in to HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a message on Facebook. Tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media set you. Hi, this is John Androsik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Spencer Boyd, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Oh, the familiar voices. Spencer Boyd uh, on last week with us on uh, one of our Race Chaser radio shows. And always uh, happy to have Spence in and on the show uh, and wish him all the best as he uh, gets the season started at Daytona with Young's Motorsports. Tyler Young works his tail off over there. That whole team does. And good to see uh, they've got an interesting uh, two-truck lineup with uh, Tate Fogelman coming in. First full season for Tate. Uh, in the truck series. And for those of you who don't know Tate, like we do here in the Carolinas area, his father, Jay Fogelman, is one of the best drivers ever on the short tracks, in my opinion, and also a great builder of of uh, late model cars. And uh, Tate basically has picked up where his dad left off and won championships and won races. And now he's uh, moving up full-time to the trucks and happy for it. We'll try to get Tate on one of our shows coming up in the near future here, but uh, he and Spencer will be the two-car team at Daytona for Young's Motorsports in the Truck Series. Tom Baker and James Mellick with you for the balance of the show. And, (coughs) excuse me, I knew I would do that once in the two hours. I'm surprised it's only happened once. Um, Voice is threatening to run out the door, but we're going to hang on for the last half hour here. Uh, Jeffrey Earnhardt getting back into NASCAR in the Xfinity Series and I got to tell you, we're, we'll hopefully start to uh, cycle through some of JD Motorsports drivers here because I love this driver lineup. Jeffrey Earnhardt just adds to it. He's going to uh, he's going to run a handful of races for the team, uh, and he's going to be paired with a couple of interesting guys. Um, Colby Howard being one of them. We'll talk about Colby in a minute, but JD Motorsports doing a great job of bringing new drivers and, and mixing them in with some old guys, older guys like David Starr. Um, I guess I can call David old because he'd probably agree with me, at least on the calendar. Uh, but, uh, you know, they've got an interesting lineup over there, James. Yeah, they got an interesting lineup for sure. And um, I'm excited to see Jeffrey back in the car. I know when I saw last year, Jeffrey was getting his chance to go run a Gibbs car and have a chance to go fight for wins. I was so excited for him. I mean, Jeffrey is an awesome person. I mean, so down to earth, easy to talk to. And um, I kind of wish that deal would have stayed together for him and he would have had his chance to go run a few more races with Gibbs and get that. But, you know, for him to get into the seat over there at JD Motorsports, which is a proven solid ride that Ross Chastain has has really showed what he could do, uh, I'm excited to see him running something pretty good still. Yeah, I agree. So here's the way that this is going to work here i've got the official driver lineup for jd motorsports in the 15 car in combination throughout the year will be jeffrey earnhardt 
Robbie Lyons, who I think is starting at Daytona in the car. Um, so Robbie getting a really good opportunity in the Xfinity series and Colby Howard, who I have said for years, and I'm a little biased because I worked with Colby a bit. Um, Colby Howard, I think is going to be a future star in NASCAR. And, uh, I'm glad to see him getting a shot in, in JD's equipment. Johnny has launched the careers of several, uh, drivers, including most recently, of course, Ross Chastain, but, um, I think that's going to be an interesting lineup in the 15 car throughout the year. And I'm glad to see Robbie back in it. Um, David Starr, a veteran, goes comes over from Jimmy Means Racing to drive the six, formerly known as the 01. Uh, they've abandoned the 01. And everybody said, why me. did they do that? Well, because I think they just wanted a fresh change. And six was one of David's former numbers. Okay. I know so, that the yeah. 01 is what they, they built themselves on. Yes. I remember back. When they first started, you know, when they had Mike Wallace. Yeah. And that's when they really yep. made a name for themselves, plate yeah. racing. They got a great plate racing program over there. Absolutely. Well, Speedway Racing, speed, sorry. Yeah, speed not plate racing. racing anymore. Well, they did have a good plate racing yes, program. Yes, they did. They still have a good Speedway Racing program. Yes. Uh, Jesse Little going to be in the four car. That is a full-time ride. Uh, Jesse is the son of former NASCAR racer Chad little yep. and again we'll try and see if we can get jesse in studio here soon uh i'm glad to see jeffrey getting that opportunity and in the nothing the number nothing um made famous for the last several years by garrett smithley who i'm told has something really cool coming to tell us we okay. just can't say what it is yet happy for garrett when that comes um but uh in the number nothing this year uh, will be BJ McLeod and Jeffrey Earnhardt. So Jeffrey's going to split time between the zero and the 15. Uh, more races for him. I'm excited for him. Yeah. Yeah. So again, uh, a nice lineup there and it should be a good year for JD. Uh, if you've never met Johnny Davis, he is one of the nicest gentlemen that I've ever met in the sport. And he's, he's a throwback to a time in NASCAR that we all love when it wasn't all about the almighty dollar. That man can stretch a dollar farther than anyone else I've ever seen in the sport. You go to his shop. It's not polished and prim and, and brand new. It looks like a race shop. And he's not doing it in North Carolina. He's doing it out of Spartanburg, South, South Carolina. Carolina. So yep. he's having to travel to get parts that much farther than most of these people yeah. are. Yeah, and they've got some good crew chiefs over there. Mark Setzer, Brian Barry, Wayne Carroll, and, and uh, Case Kallenbach are all good crew chiefs, and I, I I just feel good about where they're at this year. And again, uh, if if they could get the kind of dollars pumped into that organization that some of the major teams have, I promise you they would be running just as fast. I, I can agree with that. And I think yeah. actually Jesse... Jesse Little. Yeah. I think that isn't this his first ride uh, other than his truck stuff that him and his dad own? Correct. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. And, and Jesse, by the way, still running uh, some truck races. Jesse's, he'll be at Daytona in the trucks. So he's doing um, doing double duty. So it will be fun to, uh, to watch him. Jesse's a great guy. We've had him on our shows before uh, and look forward to doing so again here soon. Um, but uh, yeah, a, a good lineup over there for uh, for JD Motorsports, and that was that was probably about the, I would argue the biggest news of uh, the last week or so since we were on the air with you before. Um, you know, again, nice lineup, interesting personalities over there, 
and should be a lot of fun to watch the uh, JD Motorsports gang as uh, they launch their 2020 season starting uh, at Daytona this weekend. Should should be fun. Um, we've got uh, plenty of other things that we'd like to try to get through here. Um, one of them is the upcoming weekend at Daytona. Again, three series being featured here with a lot of rookies in top-notch rides. We can we talk all the time about the kind of pressure that you get put under, but there's a whole other underlying story in the Cup Series this weekend that, James, you and I were talking about off-air during one of our breaks. And we've got a few minutes left in this segment, so I want to bring it up here. It's going to be different at Daytona for the teams in the Cup Series because we've had a reduction in the amount of personnel that the teams can carry on their rosters uh, for the, the Cup Series races this year. You're inside a team. How do you see this affecting what we see teams do in the pits, obviously the drivers aren't going, so the racetrack will be the same. But how do you see this potentially affecting what goes on in the pits in the garage area for these teams as we prepare for the Super Bowl of NASCAR racing this weekend? Uh, out on pit road, I don't see much difference changing out there. You know, there'll be a couple guys. You might have to move an engineer off the top of the box if you decided to keep an extra crew guy outside uh, of the truck as an engineer um, to come down and help assist. And um, do something there, How to be and a maybe, great... maybe um, um, help out just a little bit with like holding a pit sign or something like that. So you might have to bring one of them down and help with that. Uh, but I don't see much change in there on pit road with all that stuff. The biggest thing is I think the changes in the garage. Uh, you might not get as many runs. You might get one or two less runs in practice now because you don't have as many hands on deck to help. So. Uh, the biggest changes I think will be done in the garage with how much time it takes. Because you've got a lot of sh- you, a lot of the teams are reducing uh, where they've had duplication before. Duplicity, you're reducing a front end specialist or a shock specialist or something like that, right? So it's really more about what goes on in the garage area and somebody having to maybe double up in their responsibilities where they didn't have to before, right? Yeah, you're having to move guys um, from certain areas to do two jobs instead of just one. So you might move, uh, for an example, you might move a front-end guy to help the interior guy, which uh, could be doing shocks. So your shock guy could be your interior guy, but your front-end guy has to help him because you let go of the one position of your interior guy. Or you could have let go of a shock guy, so now your um, engineer has to do shocks. Or it could have been an underneath guy that you let go of. So now you use your underneath guy and an interior guy to do underneath, and you got a full-on front-end guy. Um, so there's so many scenarios. Or you could have just let go of an engineer uh, inside the truck. So there's so many scenarios, and it just seems that's what you caught me looking at uh, was to see what each team did, and they all just seem to vary. Yeah, it's it's an interesting concept to me, and I think a lot of fans don't realize, again, inside the garage area we've grown to the point personnel wise where you have all these specialists you know back in the the 70s and 80s we didn't have that i mean you just have four or five mechanics and everybody just did 
whatever they need to do. But the more aero-specific and the more shocks have become important and the more technology has advanced, right, you needed or you at least wanted to carry more people so you could dedicate somebody to each little position. But NASCAR is saying we need to start cutting costs here. We've gone a little too far with that. So they're reducing the personnel. So that changes the way the teams have to approach their business in the garage area now. Yeah, you can't just have one guy who's dedicated to he's knowing exactly what he's going to do. Sometimes it's going to vary. This guy who's supposed to be there for the driver might have to take off and go back to the truck to do something. So now somebody else has got to tend for him. So now everybody has to have their head pretty much on a swivel. You're going to have, still have your area where you're supposed to work. If you're the front end guy or the underneath guy, uh, tire guy's not changing. you got to have one of those. So all that stuff's still going to um, have specific areas, but now everybody's just going to have to have their head that much more on a swivel to be able to help each other out. Not something that the fans are used to seeing from the TV aspect, uh, but certainly something to keep our eye on as we go into this season, something a little different in the garage area and how that affects uh, how the teams start off the year. Because again, you got new people doing new jobs. So for a race or two may take some uh, time to get the continuity back that they'd like to have. We'll be back to wrap up the week that is for Legal Lap Radio presented by Victory Custom Trailers. Final segment coming up right around the turn. Stick with us. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Whew. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today. 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. 
HMS serves the majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop into HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a Facebook message and tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media sent you. How to deal with someone who says that's so gay. Outsmart them. This party is, like, so gay. Totally. Excuse me, but did you ladies know the word gay used to mean happy or excited? Then it became a word used to describe gay people. Then somehow it came to mean dumb or stupid, which is how you just used it, which is not very nice. Ew, that guy is on the football team and super smart, and he totally hates us now. Totally. When you say that's so gay, do you realize what you say? Knock it off. Learn more at thinkbeforeyouspeak.com. Hi, this is Chandler Smith, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Always enjoy having fun with that uh, re-entry with our TV audience on WSIC-TV in Charlotte. Uh, and, of course, we're live on the Performance Motorsports Network as well. This is our white flag segment, as we like to call it. It's our final segment, and we'll bounce around a little bit topics-wise. But before I do that, I want to officially welcome Victory Custom Trailers to the Race Chaser family of shows, Victory uh, Custom Trailers is a trailer and coach dealership. Now, they're based out of Metamore, Michigan, but they can get a trailer or RV or coach to you anywhere in the country, and they are ready to take care of those in our audience. So here's the thing about Victory Custom Trailers. Number one, they have new and pre-owned inventory. So if you can't afford a brand new one, they've got plenty of pre-owned inventory for you to choose from and their point of pride is their customer service and the knowledge of their staff. Chris Hedinger and his staff are amazing. They know these things inside and out. I've been inside a couple of their trailers. They are drop dead gorgeous. The workmanship is absolutely fantastic. They flawless fit and finish. They are designing trailers to your specifications. This isn't a buy it off the lot or, or, you know, a pre-made deal that you have to choose from. If you want something specific and it doesn't have to be motorsports, this can be anything. You want something specific, a trailer, RV, a coach for whatever your use is, they will design it to meet your specifications. That is their specialty. You can get ATC, Bravo, Cargo Pro, Intech trailers, Renegade, U.S. Cargo, Vintage trailers, all kinds of different brands. There is no reason to shop anywhere else but Victory Custom Trailers. You can go to their website at victorycustomtrailers.com. We're going to have both Chris Hedinger uh, and his daughter, Katie, who is one of our uh, younger racers out there trying to uh, make her way up the racing ladder. We're going to have Katie on the show coming up in the next uh, couple, three weeks as well. Um, She is a young lady who is definitely going places. She's very excited about what she does. And she is a multi-sport athlete in addition to being a racer. So uh, we're excited about what Katie's got going on and equally excited about what Chris and his staff are doing. And by the way, 
If you're looking for a job, they're hiring. Now, you'll have to go to Michigan, but Victory Custom Trailers is hiring. They badly need um, more fabrication specialists and uh, some other things, too. So uh, go to their website, victorycustomtrailers.com. The phone number is there. Call and ask for Chris Hedinger and uh, talk to him if you are interested in um, going to work for victory custom trailers okay we've got about uh well about five minutes or so left in the program and gives us an opportunity to catch one more announcement on sponsorship tyler reddick full season uh associate sponsorship from avalan which is a wealth management corporation so good to see that uh that um, RCR group is expanding. Richard Childress does a great job with the sponsors. That's why he keeps most of them for so long. And uh, a little boost for Tyler Reddick in his efforts in his first full season of uh, Cup Series competition. And boy, you know, you asked a question earlier about which of the three big rookies are going to be first to win Daytona. My big question is, who's going to walk out of this with Rookie of the Year? It is going to be a blast to watch this. These guys are all good friends, all three. Chris Bell, Tyler Reddick, Cole Custer, all great friends. But they are not afraid to race each other right to the last degree. And so this is going to be probably the most fun Rookie of the Year chase in Cup since probably Earnhardt and Matt Kenseth in 2000 or whenever that was. Yeah, something like that. I am am excited. That's something that I know our whole team over at LFR is wanting to work on as well is help Christopher get that Rookie of the Year because it yeah. means just as much to him as it does to us because our hard work translates to his hard work. So um, it means just as much to us, and we're going to bust our tail for him to get that. So it's going to be a fun race. This one isn't just the Daytona 500, the biggest one. It's a whole year long to see who gets this. Yeah, it really is, and it's going to be a fun year. They're all in rides that can win, and that's the beautiful thing about this uh, It is those three guys are going to be able to show their talent because all three of those teams are more than capable of winning races. I think it's going to be really, really fun to watch this Rookie of the Year challenge. And I would not be surprised to see any of these three win more than one race during the season. I think they're that talented, especially Bell and Custer. But I think Rennick, certainly, if RCR can put that eight car in position to win, I think definitely uh, he can do it as well. I wouldn't be surprised to see Chris or or uh, uh, Cole win more than one race this year. No, I wouldn't either. I would not be surprised to see. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see any of them win at least one race. Yeah. And then, you know, like you said, multiple for uh, two of them, especially, you know, me being biased. I'd love for ourselves to win every race. Well, yeah. That's what I want to go out there and do. Yeah, I, when, I go, when I get out on the racetrack, I go out there uh, and build a car because we want to win. That's what we all are. We're all competitors. If you're a mechanic or a driver, yep. you're a competitor. Yep. Um, so, obviously, every weekend I want to win, and so does he. Uh, but all of them are very talented for sure. It's got to be a fun time for you in the LFR uh, gang now because obviously, I mean, Bob Levine is a great guy to work for and work with anyway. And he, but he, he had to sort of uh, blue collar this for so long. And over the last couple of years, last year with Matt and now this year with Chris Bell, you've got the, the, the resources to go out and win. And that, as a team member that busts his butt in the shop every day and doesn't necessarily get to go to the racetrack and be a part of the, the, the glory, um, you got to be excited to, to know that that car can go out and win any race it enters now. Yeah, I'm really thrilled that we have that shot now and that opportunity 
to see Bob and his family put in all the hard work they have for so many years and then receive this opportunity uh, to go compete for wins, something they've always wanted to do. I mean, not saying we never had that shot, but this is our best year by far Absolutely. that we've had. Absolutely, sure it is. And uh, to see this family and all of them have that shot, it's awesome to see it grow. I've been there for six years, and to see it grow for that long is something that just means a lot to me, and I know how much it means to them to get this win. And they received a lot of criticism last year for letting go of Matty D, but, you know, um, it's business decisions you got to make. Well, well, absolutely. I mean, and, and it was obvious that Chris Bell needed a place to raise. I mean, he, you can't keep keep that young man in Xfinity forever. So it was it was pretty obvious that at some point, uh, you know, that had to happen. So it is this year, and we've got one heck of a rookie of the year chase. I can't wait to get this going. We've got so much more coverage coming up throughout the weekend. Race Chaser uh, here from the WSIC studio. The Inside Pass tomorrow morning at 11 Eastern. Randy Miller and I. And then on Thursday, we'll be right back in here again for Motorsports Madness. Nick Moncher will be in as a co-host filling in for Jacob Seelman. And also uh, joining us will be Drew Dollar. Um, and uh, he'll talk about his run at Daytona. And we're going to have some fun on Thursday. And of course, we'll keep you up what's going on with the duels as we go through the show. So I want to thank uh, Victory Custom Trailers, Chris Hedinger and his group for um, being on board with us here in the Race Chaser family and also strutmasters.com, the suspension experts and mycomputercareer.edu. Go see their website. We'll be back next week. See you in the morning. Bye. You've been listening to Lead Lap Radio powered by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. You can find them on the web at hmsmotorsport.com. Lead Lap Radio is a Race Chaser Media production. For more exciting and passionate motorsport content, follow Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, and visit racechasermedia.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of Race Chaser Media. No part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of Race Chaser Media. Thank you for listening.